0: Flight 229,
1: you're clear for takeoff. Just like a flight plan, you have to know where you're going and how you will get there when you plan for retirement. Let Ryan Fleming help you chart out a course for your retirement with his intimate knowledge of financial planning and the airline industry. It's time for the Pilot's Advisor. Welcome to the pilot's advisor, Walter Storholt alongside Ryan Fleming. He, of course, is a financial advisor pilot himself at Fleming Financial Group, serving you worldwide with an office based out of Charleston, South Carolina. Ryan, thanks for being with us today. How are you, sir?
0: Great talking to you as always. Walter, how are you?
1: Uh, Doing great. And uh, I forgot to ask you on the last podcast, Ryan, but I assume, you know, being, I I think of you as just always in an airport or flying worldwide. I forget that you're actually based out of Charleston, South Carolina, and you guys got a close brush with the hurricane a couple of weeks ago.
0: Yeah, Hurricane Dorian kind of uh, changed our whole week uh, last week, but it actually worked out well for my family. We were up in uh, Lake Kiwi, which is by Clemson University. In the upstate of South Carolina. And we're up there for the Labor Day weekend. And then there was a mandatory evacuation of Charleston. So we got to kind of just extend our little vacation there. But the bad part was we did absolutely zero planning with our house to get it prepared for the hurricane.
1: Ooh, any consequences there? How bad of a brush was it?
0: We did okay. The house is pretty much fine, except we had some trees down, so there's a lot of yard work to do. Mm -hmm. And then our our air conditioning was having some issues afterwards. So those are the two things. But ultimately, you know, when you look at what could happen and you look at, you know, the Bahamas and the destruction, that's just so heartbreaking. I feel very lucky.
1: Incredible images out of the Bahamas. Terrible, some of the stories. That are being uh, revealed from that experience down there really was something to see how that storm just blew up and became so incredibly powerful and then how it just did an abrupt stop right off the southeast coast just wild to see that. Very fortunate along the southeast. So my folks are just up the bend from you, as I'm sure we've talked about before on the show, Ryan. They're on the coast of North Carolina. So they're on that part that's that juts out a little bit. Not the supreme outer banks where Cape Hadris is, but a little bit further south of that, right as the bend occurs. The Crystal Coast is the area where, where they are. And they got hit pretty hard during Florence. Luckily, they made it out of this one with really not any big issues. It had weakened enough by the time it got toward them where and they're kind of on the left side of the storm where it wasn't as bad so that was very good news but my poor dad had just laid out they're doing kind of turning their entire backyard into kind of a rock garden and they had just laid out tons and tons of plastic you know to kind of kill all the weeds underneath and so you don't get that you know growing up through the uh, through the rocks and everything and he you know he'd painstakingly for an entire weekend put in all of the like little landscape pins and all those kinds of things and I know this seems trivial based on what other people have dealt with but You know, so much little personal work that went into that. And, of course, the storm came in, and it didn't really mess up anything around the house, you know, not any really bad. But for some reason, that wind got underneath of that plastic, lifted it up, and just tossed it all around the yard. So he was like, i got to go back out and replug everything back into the ground and get everything ready for the rocks again. So this time, as soon as he got the plastic in, he was like, I'm not waiting for another storm. He went out and got tons and tons of rock and started filling it up right away. I was like, well, it got your button gear to you know, get the plastic back down. But if that's the worst that happens to you in a hurricane, that's not too bad.
0: Well, I've dealt with that plastic and it's no fun. And uh, Mm -mm. the caveat to this whole story that I would say is, you know, when we go into retirement, we look at income taxes for different states if we're going to move from where we were in our working environment. And I used to always talk about living on the coast because I've lived on the coast for a long time. Um, I used to call it the price to live in paradise. And I'm getting to be more and more where I'm ready to move a little bit away from this paradise and a little bit more inland and not have to worry about hurricanes and insurance and stuff like that.
1: You're going to become a fan of uh, the mountains all of a sudden, it sounds like.
0: Yeah, I I think – well, I still like the water, but I'm going to go find some fresh water with some mountains in the backdrop.
1: Yeah, I've always been a beach guy, but I'll tell you what, in recent travels, I've really come to enjoy – I still need water. I need water in some capacity nearby. There's just something – healing about having water near you i mean when we go over the, when you go over the bridge to go to your favorite beach spot or whatever it may be something like that doesn't driving over the bridge with the windows down and just seeing the water just does something to you but i found a great uh, attraction to water with like surrounded by mountains now so that's a it's not a bad way to go if you're not going to be on the beach and in, in that paradise feeling no doubt about it.
0: Well, absolutely. I, I 100% need water, but I think I'm probably going to retire on a lake and then have somebody else take the risk of owning that beach house that I'm going to rent for there a week go. and then just leave it. There
1: you go. Not a bad play. And no uh, no sharks in the lake, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. No sharks and no... Uh, Salt water that you have to totally rinse off, when you feel disgusting after being in the water for all you know for a long time.
1: That's true. That is the one nice thing about uh lakes and, and swimming pools. You can float in peace without worrying about what's nibbling at your toes or worse. So that is uh, pretty interesting what you're uh, having to deal with there, Ryan. And hope the rest of the hurricane season not a big deal for you or anybody else. We'll keep our eyes out for what's going on around there. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about. Uh, we teased this in the last show, by the way. We're going to talk about Roth versus non-Roth investment options. Typically, Ryan, I guess we're talking about Roth IRAs versus non-Roth or, or traditional IRAs, but you can also have Roth 401ks, 403bs, and those kinds of things, right?
0: Yeah, well, in our actual opportunities for Roth versus non-Roth have drastically increased over the, you know, the last few years because it used to be that these 401k plans only had a tax-deferred option, which would be a non-Roth. And the new thing now is where all these 401ks have a Roth option. So you actually have the option to pay taxes up front and be done. So why is this such a debate? It's
1: the we talked about the pay me now or pay me later concept in our previous podcast. But, you know, is Roth the greatest thing since sliced bread? Should everybody just do that investment option? Are there still folks who it makes sense to go the more traditional route?
0: Well, I think, you know, the first thing I have to say is, you know, with the asterisk is, you know, it it totally depends on a person's personal situation. However, from a, you know, a 10,000 foot perspective or Ryan Fleming's view on this, I think Roth is the best thing since sliced bread. And I think that's all you should do going forward because it gives you flexibility in retirement. But most importantly, our taxes are at a historical low right now. And the problem is we have 10,000 baby boomers retiring every single day they're going to start drawing on social security. And so in my opinion, I think that taxes can only go up. So I think that investors right now should take a little bit of the pain and pay their taxes now and not worry about it because I do think taxes will go up. And that's that's the big picture with Roth versus no Roth. Do you think that taxes are going to be lower in the future or do you think they're going to be higher in the future?
1: So the whole idea is try and pay the taxes when they're at their lowest. And so if you think they're going to be lower now versus in the future, now's the time to pay the tax. It really comes down to that simple of an explanation.
0: That's the simplest explanation. Now, there are some other factors. If you don't pay the taxes now, you get to defer that income. So in other words, let's say you contributed $15,000 into an IRA or a 401k plan, you can deduct that $15,000 out of your adjustable gross income for tax purposes. So that's the one benefit of not paying the taxes. But I think that's a very, very small benefit when you consider the long-term positive gains that you have by paying the taxes now on a much smaller amount.
1: How often are you having this conversation with people in the office where you're talking about this Roth versus non-Roth debate?
0: It comes up quite often. I mean, you know, some clients want to debate it. Others just, you know, trust your your opinions on it. But if you want to find out for yourself, you know, and I, I'm not really good at, you know, dropping book ideas or book hints, but there's a great book out there called The Power of Zero. And it's by David McKnight. And it's a short book. It's a short read, but it really digs into this conversation about Roth versus non-Roth. And he's talking about getting to the 0% tax bracket retirement. And, how it can transform your retirement and there's so many things about having Roth money versus non-Roth money that can really help you in retirement and just to name a couple you know circumstances is if you have a lot more Roth money to play against the money that you haven't paid taxes on you can kind of control your tax bracket a little bit more in retirement you have options and then the other piece to this is if you haven't paid the government they're going to make you pay them at 70 and a half and with the Roth money, that you've already paid your taxes, so they're not concerned about it. So you can continue to let that money sit there and grow if that's what you need to do in retirement or if you have the ability to do that.
1: So those RMDs, required minimum distributions, don't impact you as greatly on, a, on the side of the Roth option versus the traditional route?
0: Exactly. And another way to look at this too, what is good for you versus what is good for the government? The whole reason why Roth came up was not because the government really cares about you and your long-term financial future. Roth came up because they needed income now. And so if you even look at a Roth IRA, it's phased out based on income because the government knows it's much better for you. So if it wasn't, they would not phase out your ability to contribute to a Roth IRA if your income increased. So... The government decided to have this Roth program because they needed income now. They were waiting on all these baby boomers and everything else to start paying them, but they needed income now to help with our debts that we have. I mean, everybody hears about our government debt. So it's kind of a program to get some money out into the system now. So I like to think about it that way, that the Roth is actually good for us, not good for them, but they were using it as a way to get some income from investors and, and taxpayers.
1: I guess the only negative of the Roth option is it usually has lower uh, contribution limits. So there's only so much advantage that you can take in those programs.
0: Well, that's only with a Roth IRA. If you look at these Roth options in a 401k plan, you can max it out just at the same level that a tax deferred 401k could. So those limits are the same, I guess. It's not like a a less of a contribution amount. And then also another thing you can do, which a lot of investors don't know about, but this is huge. You can actually invest in a 401k after tax savings. So you're basically investing outside of the max contribution limit, but still investing money into your 401k. You pay taxes on it, but you can immediately convert that money into the Roth and be done. Interesting.
1: So there's a lot of flexibility, it sounds like, on the Roth IRA side, and at least uh, maybe the idea of control, giving you a little bit more control by having some of those Roth dollars versus having less control over what happens to the money on the traditional side. You've got a few more rules that kind of get imposed on you and that you've got to follow. Is there something to be said for diversifying, not to bring up another buzzword here, Ryan, but for diversifying between the two? Is it okay to have a, a mix of both or something to be said for that's a good idea to have a mix of both?
0: Well, absolutely, because you feel if you have a mix of both, you have options in retirement. And to make this very specific to pilots, pilots retirement plans. And you know, I'm just going to generalize here. But you know, when I look at you know FedEx, UPS, Delta, American, this is all a, a similar thing for all these pilots out there, where the company is contributing to what we call a B plan. So they're contributing a certain percentage of what that pilot makes each year into the 401k for that pilot for retirement. Well, all that B plan money or, you know, the money that these airlines contribute for the individual pilot is all pre-tax money. So no matter what, you're going to have a big ticking tax time bomb in retirement because that is all pre-tax money that has the taxes has not been paid on it. So it makes it even more important probably for a pilot to invest their portion of the 401k into a Roth option if it is available.
1: So helpful to get this, uh, both sides of this angle, Ryan. How long does it take to analyze what's going to be best for somebody, Roth versus traditional? Do you need the full picture of their financial plan and go that route, or is it simpler?
0: I would say no. You don't need the full picture. It's always good to see the full picture to make, you know, little pieces of analysis because one person's circumstance is definitely different from another. But this is actually why it's so important to reach out to me. And we can look at this and analyze this and check it out. But for somebody that's in their 20s, 30s, or 40s, I think that the Roth option it should be a no-brainer. I think it's something that you should definitely do. The problem is I see so many pilots not taking advantage of this, not even knowing that it's an option in their 401k. Um, a lot of these 401k Roth options are new or became available with the last contract that was passed you know, from the airline. And so it's really, really unfortunate that, you know, pilots or investors don't even know about it because it can have a drastic difference in your retirement. So calling out to all pilots, I don't want to just talk to the pilot that's nearing retirement where I look at what they have going on and now it's my job to try to fix the problems that are out there. What I really want or my ideal client is a pilot that's in their 20s or 30s that's just getting started at an airline and... We can look at their situation and if if we can get it fixed at that point in time, they're going to have such a drastically different retirement just because we we have all those years to work on it. And there's so many pilots that just got hired by an airline, whether it's Delta, FedEx, American, it doesn't matter. I know your 401k plan, that's the best time to reach out to me and we can get it set up going in the right direction from the very start
1: great points, Ryan. And if you are approaching retirement, and you need some help, some guidance, Ryan can help you analyze your situation and get a better financial plan in place that not only includes the conversation of Roth versus traditional investment options, but also going down that route of what else is in your portfolio? What else can be improved as you look forward to retirement? Do you have a comprehensive plan in place? Give them a call or text them if you have questions, 843-475-3038 is the number, 843-475-3038. You can also go online to FlemingFG.com, that's FlemingFG.com, or email them, Ryan at FlemingFG.com if you want to get in touch that way, Ryan at FlemingFG.com. Ryan, thanks for the guidance on today's show. Enjoyed the conversation, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Take care, Walter. Have a good day.